Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The first show of a five-day work week. It's the first time we've done that in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But it was complaining. We're feeling good about it right now. That's we'll a fact late. Yeah, a fact. We're, we're just fact cleaning. That's fact, right. It's a complaining fact. fact. Yes, there's a difference. Because mm-hmm. Lori usually says never complain, never explain. That's right. But sometimes a fact length is just, you know, it's yeah, a fact, but it a sounds fact. like a complaint, but it's not. <laughs> it's a fact. I'm just stating a negative fact. That's right. There you so, go. There you go. That's a way to look at it. Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, so continuing the tradition of watching an old movie then a new movie then an old movie is, then a new movie this is your this is your covid kind strategy of, kind of that's yeah. kind of been so that you know i don't i don't know why i just we just decided let's watch an old let's watch a new let's see how stuff holds up sure. so the new movie that i watched which i believe it's Brian Dennehy's last movie oh. so Sweet, you guys. It's a coming of age story, which we always love. Yes. It's called Driveways. Okay. And where is this? Uh I think we found it on I think it was on Amazon. But Brian Dennehy was, you know, he he's he passed away in um twenty nineteen, but he was just a, a tall actor, been in many, many things. Um, the blonde guy. The, yeah, blonde guy. He won the Screen Actors Guild for Death of a Salesman. He was uh, John Wayne Gacy in To Catch a Killer, that miniseries. He's been in many, many movies. He played in 12 Angry Men, if you yes, saw yes, that yes. show at the Orpheum. Wasn't he in studio with us, Laurie? I feel like he, he was. was. He totally was, and he was... Delightful, lovely, delightful. But if, if you were to Google him, you'd be like that actor. Been in many, Everything. many things. So, um, and it's he, called Driveways. Driveways, and it is just a great, great coming of age story. I feel like he could get nominated for some things because he plays this widowed man and um, this woman and her her son. She's a single mom. She's coming to clean out her sister's house, who's in the house. They shared the driveway with this neighbor. Oh, okay. And they were neighbors, but they didn't really know her. And the woman kind of finds out that her sister, who was 12 years older than she was, like had a very lonely, shut-in life. The house was kind of... Anyway, and her son, he's never really had... Friends, he's a kid that's more inward, and Mm -hmm. anyway, but he, like many kids, you know, you don't really see the age of somebody, and he becomes great friends with this 
Brian Denny's, the neighbor across in the oh, driveways. It's just lovely. Just sweet. Sweet. Oh, it sounds like it. It's nice. Just a good, good okay. movie. So uh, please pay attention to that movie, people. And right. I think he will get nominated. And he's just a wonderful actor. He really is. He's, I, Lori, I vividly remember him being in studio because with us. Because he's big. He was huge. Big shoulders. Yep. And, you know, and I, he was 81 when he filmed this, and, and he died a year later. I think he mm. just died this year okay. in 2020. Um, so, anyway, Driveways, and then our the old movie that we watched that um, was on Turner Classic Movies, and I was remembering when uh, Sally Fields in some interview or even might have been her memoir, where she, I think she wrote it in her memoir because I did read it. Her best movie, um, Screen Kiss, was James Garner and oh. Murphy's Romance. So it was on TCM. It was mm. made in 1985. Corey Feldman plays her son. She's a single son. Her single mom moves to this little town. Who's the blonde guy in it? Uh, we know him from... Desperate Housewives, yes, and yeah, yeah, he was he's been on a lot of TV shows. The guy who was her wayward husband, and James Garner is the town pharmacist. That's Corey Feldman. That's Corey Feldman is her the son. He's so cute. So he cute. looks so young and healthy. Oh wow. Okay, so wow. That movie totally held oh. up as far as a rom. All right, Murphy's romance, romance. Okay, and like who makes your heart sing and. You know, the age thing, she's 33 and he's 60 and she never knows his age through the whole movie. And, but she feels like she seems older because she's been a single mom. Right. And she's like a, a horse wrangler. She boards horses. Right. So I don't know. You're not a, you're, you're probably a stronger, more grown up person when you've had a kid oh, since you Oh gosh, you're... how much did we love? Okay, so James Gardner received, you know, the Screen Actor Guild Lifetime Achievement, Lifetime Achievement Award. Rocco, we met him. And oh, I, wow. I can't tell you. Tall, handsome, and absolutely charming mm-hmm. and amazing and had so much wisdom yeah. and so much charisma. And so we've, Just, we've met some of the most. Yeah. Interesting people. Yeah. I really. And and I kind of wanted to see that because I was just like. I, I remember that movie from a long time. Because he watched. Don't you watch Maverick or Mannix or what do you watch, Rocco? I like the Rockford Files. The Rockford Files. I mean, he's so great. Oh. But he is great in this. And he got nominated for Academy Award for this movie. I'm going to watch this. Watch and it. What did you watch? Oh, you watched then, it on Turner's. Yeah. Then the other one we watched was That's Entertainment. Oh, my I gosh. I, did you just watch it? I've been it? sort of it, itch, itching to talk about that all day, too. I watched some of it last night. It is oh. such a mind blower. It is. That is a great movie. My mom and I, when those came on, we would sit down and well, love, no, love That's Entertainment is, is the compilation. compilation of all yeah, the movies. Yeah, but there's like three of them. Plus yes. That's I, Dancing. I, yes. Yes. I love those. So it was when did when they decided MGM was getting shuttered and you know they showed like all the musicals that MGM has made over the years and I mean Casey and I did not expect to get sucked into that oh. I had no idea that Frank Sinatra was such a good tap dancer Oh my gosh there's so much dancing and it's so oh that's why oh. I love that Harry uh, Siles video that um, she posted, posted today, today for Treat People Julia. with Kindness. Yes, it reminded me of a scene in an MGM musical that and that that we see in That's Entertainment of all these clips. And I'm talking to my mom about it, and I said, 
I had no idea Esther Williams made so many movies and that they were so beautiful, the way the color and the costumes. And my mom was like, my friends and I, we didn't miss an Esther Williams movie. If a new one came out, we were there. I mean, it was just... And there really, was such a different style of entertainment. And that's they why... They were all musicals. That's why I loved Holiday Inn. Yes. That I watched because it was dancing, it was singing, it was comedy, it was a romance, it was everything. It, they were... It was really good, I gotta say. I, I've never recalled seeing that movie oh, before. Lori. Yeah, you guys... It, it's probably still on um, TCM On Demand, but yeah, just... Because they have, I think they had all three of the That's Entertainment movies, and then there's one called That's Dancing. But yeah. my biggest takeaway, I mean, I'm only about halfway through, but I mean, they they showed a scene where I think Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire danced together. Oh, unbelievable. And it's insane. And then Gene Kelly, I, I'm going to go on a huge Gene Kelly deep dive because yeah. he is like the total package. Don't He's be so careful good. when you watch Xanadu. Don't watch Xanadu. <laughs> he did that for the money. Xanadu. He did mean, that for the money. Just the way his dancing, his singing, oh. his good looks, his innovative way of dancing, his... Yeah, it's just so acrobatic. And then the other scene that was blew me away was also from Singing in the Rain, but it was the make them laugh, oh, yeah. make them oh, laugh. Yeah. Was that guy's name Donald something? Donald O'Connor. Oh, my God. Yeah, that so good. is an insane choreography. And, and all the films that Judy Garland did. Oh, my uh, and gosh. With, with uh, you know, Mickey, Mickey Rooney and everything. It Easter was, Parade. It was and, really fun to actually watch You know where they were that. watching that, Lori, is Project Down and Dirty, the art. That was something that was being watched on the TV later at night. Okay. With Colleen and Bradley and Jason. I think it w- and, will show up on things, but it was really fun to... That is so fun. To go down musical memory lanes of all these movies that aren't made anymore that were made basically and the in the 40s Follies and 50s. And all that stuff. All the Busby Berkeley oh, choreography and art direction. Stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Well, all right. You, you have our approval. You guys should go watch that. It's really good. So when I'm looking at Harry's video... Treat people with kindness. It's a black and white video today that's posted. Yeah, but it did just, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm back and that's entertainment, you know. And then the different stars that came out and introduced, like Elizabeth Taylor when she walks out with this blue lavender gown on and they're on the set of right. MGM, which has fallen into disrepair, you know, it's not, it's going away. And I was just like, oh, and seeing Liza Minnelli and oh. the fact that Ray Bolger and Frank Morgan were in so many TV shows. Yeah. You know, from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, Lord. Just kind of, yeah, that that was that was really fun to watch. So yeah. and I watched the, a dumb what movie? Netflix show called After a Movie. It's horrible. It's called After? Yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. Did, I felt like it was too much things. I rewatched Bridgerton. Oh, who I, isn't rewatching Bridgerton? Okay, I got me, my wife to watch it. That so. to me. Did you not watch? Oh, I watched episode one, and so did my wife. We're into it. Mm-hmm. But I need the. I use the closed captioning because I like the witty dialogue. Mm-hmm. I abs- and the music. A lot of that music is, current. is by the Vitamin String Quartet. Is redoing like they did positions. Yes, and, I totally caught the music. Yeah, but the costuming and the coloring and seventy five hundred costumes, Julia, were made oh. for Bridgerton, and they were made to tear off. The color strategy for the two families were deliberate. The Bridgertons wearing the blues and purples. Yes. And then the Heather on the front of their house. Amazing. Everything about that works. And the second time around, you just catch more. It's not boring. Oh, no. I caught more dialogue because the first time you're just so... We were so entranced with... um, Oh, the Duke. The Duke. (laughs) The Duke of Hastings. And the brothers and all the brothers. It's... 
delicious. Um, Brittany made me take a quiz, and my guy uh, was Prince Friedrich. Of course, everyone's hoping to get the Duke of Oh, so you ended up, and you know where we know him? He's Matt from Unreal. Oh, is that how we know yes. him? Okay, okay Unreal is another TV show, which was a former person who worked on The Bachelor who went off and wrote this. As scripted. As scripted behind the scenes of making of The Bachelor, and it's called Unreal. The first three seasons were to die for. If really someone good. else wants a great show to watch, yeah. that was so good. So he was he mad. He was mad oh, the very God. first Bachelor from England. Oh, my gosh. Who had the relationship with Quinn. Oh, my. I had to look up everybody oh, when geez. I watched that, because I'm like, how do I know this person? Mutton I... Chops really changes in appearance. It, mutton Chops <laughs> made him look so bad compared to how he used to look, but it made the other guys look kind of hot. But I thought he was nice. I mean, he was respectful of death. Beyond. You know, like, oh, I, love that. That. I love that show so I much. I love that. Yeah. I'm ready to watch it again. I'm ready to watch it again. Do My mom have, is watching it again. Do we have any other big sweeping things like that happening uh, besides the real life bachelor? No, Julia, we're going to have to take a okay. peek. Mm-hmm. All right. We gobbled it all up. I ate it in two days. I ate it in one. Oh, look at Name that. Name that to him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll <be right> back. <laughs> this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Rocco, we're here to hold your hand to the dirt alert. I wrote down some stories that I think uh, you guys might have some opinions on. All right. I'll just segue from your Bridgerton talk. Uh, Netflix released uh, the news that the series is projected to have had 63 million (gasps) views since it debuted on Christmas Day. That makes it the fifth largest Netflix original series launch of all time. ABC is so mad. They, they let Shonda, Shonda go. I'm telling you, it is so good. So good. Yeah, they said uh, the December tw- uh, 2020 and the week of the 25th through the 31st were their biggest on record for both the month and the holiday week as measured in total view hours. And I hope Hollywood is listening and that more historical romance or any kind of a romance gets filmed and put out there because there's such a huge appetite. We don't. I'm sick of action movies and killer things. Yes. <laughs> and it was so creative and witty. And if you haven't watched it, oh my god! I mean, the reason why they don't make them, and it's the same it's thing expensive. with Downton Abbey, is it is expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm but telling still, you, if you look they at... They outsell every other category in books. They do. I mean... Mm-hmm. They, there's, There's lots of places to option. For yeah, I agree. Uh, Blake Shelton's taken some heat for a song he did on New Year's Eve called oh, Minimum Wage. It was so bad, I had to fast forward it. I know, I was trying to find what? a video of it. Oh. He basically says, uh, you know, you make a man feel rich on minimum wage and most everybody... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Twitter is like, you know, come on, dude. You make gazillions of dollars and <sighs> yeah. don't sing about right. minimum wage. Get more okay creative in your songwriting. No, I'm more okay with singing about a red solo cup and drinking beer right. and a Friday night and chasing women and yes. chasing men. And it's a bad title. It it's a it's a tacky title. It's a title that doesn't think it's because a lot of people clueless. are hurting right now. Oh, so bad. And you kind of don't want to hear about. So that. I think that was a good idea for Gwen Stefani to drop her. Um, video for Let Me Reintroduce Myself where she shows off all of the many great iconic fashion looks she's had in her music career. That's posted for you. That is a good segue. Yes. Bad song title though. Minimum wage. Let me, yeah. I thought you were saying bad song title, Let Me Reintroduce Myself. No, No, because it's really cute and she looks so cute in it and her clothes are so cute. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm and I'm sick her of brother her. directed the video. The song is about her. I would demand better lyrics in a poem as song lyric. What do you mean? The minimum wage. Well, right. Okay, yeah, fine. That's all I'm saying. If you're really, really crazy about me, you would not liken me to minimum wage. That oh, you could be dear. happy being right. a man on minimum wage. I'd use another metaphor. Now, I did just hit refresh on TMZ.com again, and they're still saying... Tanya Roberts may still be alive. <laughs> she did not die. Right. Even though on last night we all got the news, uh, which was released on a press release from Republicist, that she had died at Cedar sinai after collapsing, walking her dog. That's right. And that her husband held her hand till the last moment. Well, yeah. now the Publicist. rep is now saying, no, that's not true. She's alive. Yes. So, I want to wow. hear from Tanya. Wow. TMZ still going with it. Now, there is some Prince news over the weekend. In fact, you heard me say at the top of the hour that that building, uh, that famous uh, Schmidt Music building with yes. the musical notes and Prince, a young Prince with the big round afro. Lizzo did her boys video in right. front of that. They're saying that that building has been sold and is expected to become a high-rise office building. Please, you're sitting on the lead. You're right. So the <laughs> the big news is the IRS says oh, that Comerica's yeah. claims that Prince's estate is worth about eighty million is off by half that they think the estate is worth hundred and sixty three point two million dollars. This has been such a cluster. Well, we did say we were like when they first said that that isn't enough. First of all, for all the songs that Prince has written, eighty five million. That Comerica Bank, I can see why the heirs want to get rid of that bank. All they've done is sucked. Them money yep. out. I, they, I feel like and this done is a the second bank, job. isn't it? What was the other one? Yeah, the other local bank that first I, had it. It was. Yeah, I can't remember it, who it was. I don't want to incriminate any right. banks, right. so I don't even want to say don't it. Even but say I'm going to look but it, it up. But it is the second bank. Rocco, you're right. Oh my gosh, what a mess! What and a is mess. this all because he doesn't had, didn't no have will. a will? No so it's will. just a mess. It's a mess, and t- there's no way Prince's estate is worth just eighty. $85 million. Right. And that's what they're saying. They said they didn't figure in, oh, this this little thing called music publishing and <laughs> Which would be like interest. the big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a dumb bank. It's been four <laughs> years, you guys. Yeah. It sounds like a dumb bank. And I think the thing is, is that like the siblings are not all in, a, in agreement. No. So like somebody else is in charge and oh, it just... 
Right. And that's uh, in the article I saw, it said that his sister Sharon has reached out to the IRS saying Comerica's left the family in the dark and has failed to fully inform the heirs on business matters. Because it makes a difference on the tax bill. Right. So, like, were they deliberately well, they're saying, yeah, undervaluing it? Right. Left out there. Oh, I Lord. mean, honestly. Yeah, and if this if this hasn't been solved in the four years, I mean, when... It, it's just a way for people to make money off of it and for people to not, you know, to not have it be settled. This is the reason why people make their wells. This is why Bob Dylan sold his catalog. No right. kidding. So Any of this kind of stuff. With it. Right? Yep. Jeez. Now, uh, on August of 20th of last year, we lost singer-songwriter Justin Towns Earl. He was the son of musician Steve Earl. And today, on what would have been Justin's 38th, 38th birthday, oh. Steve Earl released a tribute album to his late son Aww. called JT. And it's songs written by the younger Earl, sung by the father. So that might be an emotional listen. Jeez. I forgot it. I forgot that I he died. Yeah, I believe that was a suicide. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and, and then Larry King has been in the hospital. Yeah, he's I'll, had the I'll COVID. Have to see what the latest. Supposedly he's, he's out he, of ICU. He's out of ICU. He here. I'll give you an update. Yeah. Um, he had several pre-existing conditions like multiple heart attacks, lung cancer, type two diabetes, a quintuple bypass surgery. Good Lord. And he has an angina. Um, he's 87 years old. And he lost two of his older kids this yes, summer. A 60-year-old and like a 51-year-old. Wouldn't that just be brutal? And if you're just joining us, you know, Rocco, we should tell <laughs> everyone the latest about Olivia Wilde. Oh, right. I figured I was kind of saving that because you guys have some thoughts on that, right? Uh, well, they're officially a couple. Olivia, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Their people are not saying that. A source told People Magazine they've been dating a few weeks it is people saying that, so you feel like the source would have come from Harry or Olivia, even though they're not saying it. On the other hand, Harry has a long, rich history of holding hands with lots of people. He held oh. hands with Lizzo at an award show. He's held hands with guy friends crossing streets. So, But yes, he's with his director at his agent's wedding. On a romantic weekend at San Ysidro Ranch in Montecito, driving up in the old convertible while the kids are with Jason. If nothing else, they're at least having a good affair. And they were holding hands, right? Yeah. So that's something. But, but that's, we were just Harry saying he holds a is, lot of hands. I see. He's a hand. He's, he's a, a hand holder. holder. That's right. He's very fluid with the hand holding. <laughs> All right. I like that about him. <laughs> you know, yesterday was the big dating app. Day. It was. Oh, yeah. That's a, what does that mean? It means uh, we've talked about it every year. Every year. It's... Every Sunday, that first Sunday. Get and back in the saddle again. Get back in the game, uh, you know, for trying to, you know, just meeting Mr. or Mrs. Wright, dating Sunday. And uh, so, you know, whatever. But I do have good news for the uh, himbos out there, the handsome and the dumb. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Himbo alert. Himbos, okay. uh, according to a new study, dating apps have led to an increase in the number of couples that are quote-unquote high-educated women and lower-educated uh, men. Why? Because dating apps focus so much on photos, women can overlook a guy's intelligence. The study also found couples that meet on apps have just as much relationship satisfaction as you do meeting someone in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Yeah, uh, this is from the University of Geneva in Switzerland. Um, the study found that these the dating apps, that basically they were also looking you know, at all of them, you can think of Tinder, Match, um, led to an increase in long-distance relationships because it makes it easier to meet people further away. And Zoom sex is happening. Oh, I know. <laughs> that just sounds awful to me. Um, I don't believe that. Well, well, why not? But because you can't. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But um, I even think like it's it's high right now. I, I think it's just well, maybe there's optimism that people can meet in person in 2021. Possibly. And researchers right. say are saying that couples um, that meet on dating apps are actually more likely to want a serious relationship. And they do have the same level of relationship satisfaction now with apps as they do with in person whereas the, the that's person been for a long feels time like it's so well, right well, it's so last century i mean because right. you just don't meet people unless you do an app right yeah so anyway especially right now right you that's just right. don't meet people now this had me curious because okay. i've heard of many kinds of sexual terms but i've never heard of cuposexuality or a cuposexual how do you spell it Q-U-P-I-O, Cupio, sexuality. No, I've never heard of this. Are you a cuposexual? I, I hope not. What is that? <laughs> Why, it's somebody who likes sex with, how do you say, cucumbers? No. <laughs> here's Cucumbers with a Q. Yeah, here's what it is. Okay, so let's talk about sex indeed. Um, cuposexuality uh, describes an asexual person who still craves sex despite feeling little to no sexual attraction to others. Um, whereas people who identify as asexual, aces or aspects as right. they're known, um, that's, you know, they don't have any desire, but cupiosexuals still want to knock boots. But they don't want to do it? They no, still... they want to, but they're not going to have any sexual attraction to whoever they're knocking the boots with or whoever they're putting. Well, what does that mean? They want to they <laughs> get off, so they just do it themselves? I mean, what, Lori, this means nothing. A cuposexual is someone who wants to have sex, but they're not going to be attracted to anyone they're going to do it with? Let's break it down. Then, this does Julia. not make any Let's sense. Let's break it down. Cupio okay. literally means a desire or longing for. Okay. Okay. You could put that on a sticky note if you're trying to help your brain remember now, the distinction. How do we spell this again? Q-U-P-I-O. Q-U-P-I-O. Like Cupid, but O instead oh, of C-U. D. C-U. Oh, it's C. I thought it was Q. I was kind of lost. Yeah, Q-P-O. Q-P-O. Okay, you have a longing or desire. Okay, and um, so uh, because when you identify as asexual, that means you're not interested in sure. sex at all. Sure. Okay, but... If you're a cupio sexual, it means you maintain a longing for sexual relationships, um, but without any sexual attraction. So you're just basically wanting to just do it, and it wouldn't really matter who you're doing it with because you don't feel sexual attraction towards anybody, but maybe you want to just do it. Get your rocks off. You know what I'm saying? So you get your racks up. Oh, look, we've got so many. Like, I, 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 Listen, I mean, we've got demisexuals. Oh, for crying And those are asexuals who only experience sexual attraction to potential partners once they've established strong emotional 
connections. Okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, then you got uh, ageosexuals. You love having a sexual fantasy and you love watching porn and, you know, slapping things around, but you tend to not really want to do it with anybody else. <laughs> and then pomosexuals, they just have a, a fervent aversion to, you know, subscribing to any sexual orientation whatsoever. And um, the people that we know who I openly identify as asexual are three, Julia. The deer hunter rock star Bradford Cox, your buddy, and almost uh, pontoon partner in crime, Project Veteran, Veteran Tim Gunn, Tom, Tim Gunn and comedian Jane Ann Garofalo all okay. identify as asexual. Right. He, he told me that, didn't he? Hmm. Or did I just, mm-hmm. did I ask him that? Tim Gunn? I don't know. I don't know why he never came out. But anyway, demisexuality, cuposexuality, egosexuality, and palmosexuality. It's a lot. There's so many new terms. Well, they're not new. These have been around. They tell you nothing, though. They mean nothing. So asexual, you don't give a crap about sex, period. Cupid sexual is you want to have sex, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have any attraction. You just want to. To do it, that'd be your bad luck to fall in love with the cupiosexual. No kidding. You know, because then the orgasmic haze gets going, and then this person doesn't have any attraction at all. May you not meet any cuposexual in your future. (laughs) No kidding. That's what I would say. That would be a curse. Now, speaking of the, you know, saying asexual, Mm -hmm. 12% of people uh, have said they've had no sexual experiences in the last three years. 12%? 12%. 12%? That's 12%. It's almost 15. Mm-hmm. And, there, and that even is includes even a kiss. I believe it. Well, look at this last year. How could anyone do anything, really? I mean, if you... It's well, been going on since March, okay? Okay, We're but almost this, at a year, so it, take one of the two years for that. There you go. And then the other two years, maybe you got out of a bad relationship and you've been hurt and you don't want to do anything. The number one reason? Tired. People... Are tired. That so they don't want to is the main roadblock in people's sex lives. That's why, like, if someone is really a night person who gets tired at night, you got to figure out how, if there's a way to make morning sex happen, right. or you know something like that. Because some people literally, I mean, don't you remember when you were like a younger mom oh. when your kids and how tired you Exhausted. are at night? Exhausted. And well, we just had the puppy. The puppy Hank and yeah. it made us wake up in the middle of the night, you know, to take care of him. And we were exhausted the next morning because that second wake up, you're like, ah, oh, that's right. I'm exhausted. So anyway, that's the number one reason that people say is the 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 roadblock right. is being tired. The second reason is uh, uh, that people just don't feel in the mood for sex, and that could be. I think people don't feel in the mood for relationships. Maybe. Because I know people like that. They just don't want one. Because it's too much work and why bother? Kind of. I'm content on my own. Who needs it? Low libido. People are never realize that hormones for both men and women play a huge part Mm -hmm. in how we feel, how we, the horny, if you will. And, um... It's 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 everyone's sexual drives are different and they will fluctuate throughout their lifetime. But even like guys don't expect for uh, a libido thing to be an issue for them 
maybe in their 40s. But if you've had some kind of a drop in testosterone and that just happens to be what's happening to you, uh, what you're, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to see a doctor. I would encourage people to know what their hormones are in their mid-30s. Measure Everest, all of them. Everest Men's Health. But all of yeah, them, for women too. You should. Get a baseline You're of right. what, because women... Till- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 40s. Women produce testosterone, right. estrogen, progesterone, and, um, it, you know, some, for some guys, their drop in uh, testosterone could be drastic and then they're super crabby. And then for women, there could be, they get the testosterone is working, but there's no estrogen going. Anyway, it's just, you got to ask for these blood tests and you just ask your doctor, I want all my male hormones measured and I, or I want my female right. hormones. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. And just say why? Say, I want to know what they are. Mm-hmm. I want to know what my baseline is. Got it. Because very often people have no idea. And you could be a low hormone person in your 30s. And you could just be thinking, oh, you know, I guess what's wrong with me? I guess I'm not going to. And it could be that you're tired and you're in the middle of other things. But you can easily, if you do uh, have a doctor and you could get those lady or manly hormones checked. You could. You could do that. Call your insurance company first to see what they cover. Yeah. Seems to be the issue lately. I know. And next week, there will not be a quiz on cuposexuality, <laughs> asexuality. It it's a desire or longing for a relationship. Homosexuality. Demisexuality. Right. Or egosexuality. Good Lord. All right. We'll be back.